Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. Streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's loud, local, and live. And welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis, you and me till 11 o'clock tonight. Boy, we got so much going on. Paul Schaefer is going to be calling in here at 910 tonight. He, uh, he won the Wharton Humanitarian Award, and we're going to be talking about it here on New Jersey 101.5, as well as all kinds of great Paul Schaefer stuff. Jersey's opening lines at 10. Uh, we give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 when the music comes out the plane. And if you get it right, we're going to hook you up with some incredible tickets to see the Beatles. Uh, not the Beatles, but a bunch of great guys playing the Beatles uh, songs. Uh, that's going to be this Saturday night. It was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel. And that's Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, uh, Jason Sheff, former lead singer of Chicago, founding member of the Moody Blues and Wings, Denny Lane, and uh, many, many more. The many, many more would be Joey Mullins of Badfinger. Uh, to get tickets to the Hard Rock Atlanta city.com win tickets tonight on jersey's opening lines and uh, here's the cool thing about this uh we're going to do a special beatles category so that uh if you want to try and win with a beatles song we can make that happen for you as well so uh governor murphy has extended the deadline for the health care workers and the prison guards to get the vaccine so they won't lose their job isn't that nice of him and uh the thing about it is the discipline if they don't get the vaccine, they're going to let the hospitals decide the discipline. I say they could move the deadline to like infinity. What is the point? If they didn't want to get the vaccine by now, it's not like they didn't know they could get the vaccine. They didn't get a chance to get the vaccine. Gee, I meant to get the vaccine, but I had to rearrange my sock and underwear drawer. They don't want the vaccine. And it's not fair to make these valuable people both in healthcare and in prisons, lose their jobs because they don't want to get a vaccine. Because it risks people's lives. Probably more so than the COVID does. Right? What about the healthcare worker who screws up on the job, the inexperienced healthcare worker who goes in and makes a mistake that a veteran would not have made, but isn't there because they lost their job because they wouldn't get vaccinated? You willing to put somebody at risk? To what? Be right? To impose your will on somebody? What's the end game? What's the point here? You know, Governor Murphy goes to Washington, D.C., tells the president, we've got to learn to live with this, tells Meet the Press, we've got to learn to live with this. President Biden goes on national television and says, stop politicizing COVID. It's just an annoying disease, whatever. And here we are, still pulling a power trip over a vaccine. The masks are coming off on Monday from the kids. Ridiculous, right? I, 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 I was at a doctor's office today, and everybody's wearing masks. Why? What's the point? Only in this room are they wearing masks. 
But getting back to this, there's no more point in these deadlines. It's not right to force these healthcare workers, these prison guards to get vaccinated because it's not only not right, it's dangerous for everybody concerned to take an inexperienced person and stick them on the front, you know, stick them in the prison. There's no backup plan if these guards who had their deadline extended to May 11th, if they don't get the vaccine and they lose their jobs, then what happens? Who guards the prisoners? How'd you like to get that job? And they're advertising on the radio, please, please, we need guards. Apply. What's the life expectancy? I heard, like, according to the government, like 59 years old for a prison guard. 1-800-283-101.5. So how do you feel about this? How do you feel about the deadline being extended? I mean, at this point, if you know that these workers, these healthcare workers, these prison guards, do not want to get the vaccine, does extending the deadline make any difference? We're going to talk them into making a decision that they're never going to be happy with? That's going to eat at them? What's the point? And if you can still pass the virus, uh, even if you're vaccinated, again, what's the point? Why force them? What's to be gained here? There's much more to be lost than there is to be gained. Murphy had insisted as recently as Monday that the deadlines would not be moved, and then he moved them. The time frames are being adjusted because the Center for Disease Control and Prevention now suggests eight weeks between uh, the mRNA COVID vaccine doses rather than three or four weeks. Come on. Come on. Just stop. 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a healthcare worker, if you work for the Department of Corrections, are these deadlines going to make a difference? All they're going to do is let people stay on longer who are going to be forced out. And is it the right thing to do to force them out? Is it the right thing to do for New Jersey to force them out? Is it the right thing for the people of New Jersey? For the other people who work in these facilities? You know, is it right for the other people who work in the hospitals to have key healthcare workers lose their jobs because they don't want to take a vaccination? Is it right for the prisons for the people who work in the prisons, the other people who work in the prisons, to be put at risk because key guards, Department of Corrections workers, are going to be leaving, are going to lose their jobs, lose their pensions, because they didn't want to get a vaccine. 1-800-283-101.5. Where do you stand on this? What is to be gained here? It's nothing but a power trip. At this point, I can't see any other reason. You know, Governor Murphy's extended the deadline. First, there was a hard and fast deadline for the healthcare workers and the prison guards that if they didn't get a vaccination, if they didn't get the COVID vaccine, they were going to lose their jobs. So now he kind of wriggles off it a little bit. He moves the deadline to April 11th for the healthcare workers, May 11th for the prison guards. And in the end, what's the difference? If they don't want to get vaccinated, they're not going to get vaccinated. All you're doing is giving them another month of employment or two. Is that going to make a difference? And how do you feel about this? 
1-800-283-101.5. Is this something that you feel we should be doing in New Jersey? Is this, how does this reflect on the governor? Make the argument why prison guards and healthcare workers should be forced to get the COVID vaccine. And if you are a prison guard or a healthcare worker, please give me a call and let me know why you're not going to get the vaccine. And I admire someone who's willing to take that kind of a stand. They feel so strongly about what they're putting into their bodies that they would rather lose a job, lose a job with a pension, lose a career. And if you're the governor, don't you see how important this is for these people who do key jobs, who are irreplaceable? That they're willing to go down. They're willing to lose it all. And you're going to force them to take a vaccine for something that you admit yourself. We just have to learn to live with. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Give me a call. Now is the perfect time to cash in on this hot seller's market. To achieve top dollar for your home, you need Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. Joseph and Michelle were moving to South Jersey, so they needed to sell their home in Old Bridge. Rob and his team listed the home for $385,000, but that was just the starting point. With Rob's aggressive marketing strategies, there were 23 showings in only eight days, getting the home sold for $410,000. Twenty. $25,000 over the list price. Joseph and Michelle were on their way to South Jersey with extra cash in their pocket. If you want an agent who creates demand and drives up the price, call Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. Rob has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. NJ.com and start packing. This fast traffic. 283 101.5. Steve Trevelise. It was 50 years ago today. Jersey. Tickets going out uh, for Jersey's opening lines at 10 o'clock. Paul Schaefer calling in at 910 right now. Should we be extending the deadline for healthcare workers and prison guards to comply with the vaccine mandate or just eliminate the mandate and let these people just do their jobs? They have enough to worry about whether or not they should be vaccinated. 1-800-283-101.5. We've got Angelica in Manalapan on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Angelica. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, thanks. What do you think? Uh, so, I just, you know, I think the whole thing is really terrible. Um, I think that the prison guards and the healthcare workers... You know, they've been working through this entire pandemic, putting their, you know, their health and their lives and their families, you know, on the line and at risk this whole time. And to be treated this way now and basically forced to either get the vaccine or lose your job and lose your pension, you know, that's that's a huge loss for not only themselves, but for their families who are relying on, you know, the income and the health benefits and pension, you know, it's. I think it's shameful. And these people were heroes, right? They were flying planes over hospitals to say thank you. God forbid they should give them any extra money. But they were flying planes over hospitals, right? And now all of a sudden these same heroes who saved us are now being thrown out the door because they won't get a vaccine. And if they're healthcare workers and they won't get the vaccine, what does that tell you about the vaccine? Absolutely. Absolutely. If, If you're on the front lines, you know, and seeing what you're seeing, 
and you decide that it's it's not for you, that should be respected. Exactly. And you know what? If someone else, if the patient or someone else has the vaccine, then that's to protect them from the COVID. So why should they have to worry anyway? Right. Exactly. I'm sorry, Angelica, thanks for your call to New Jersey 101.5. We have an anonymous caller from Ocean County who's a New Jersey corrections officer. How are you? Good, yourself? All right, what are you thinking? How do you feel about this? Well, uh, first off, and please forgive me when I say this, uh, you keep on stating that we're prison guards. We are state correction police officers as per Governor Murphy. Uh, that is the new title that he provided us with, and uh, we are no longer uh, correction correction officers. We're correction, uh, state correction police officers. All right, I'm sorry. So, but, but you still guard prisoners, right? Right. Okay. No, we do not. We have powers just as any law enforcement officer on the streets. We do not have Title 39, which allows us to pull people over. We have the same exact powers as any other police officer in the state of New Jersey. Okay. I apologize. If you're no, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. It's, but um, I, I do feel um, that Government Murphy is, is just... I don't know what his, his MO here is. I don't know if he's trying to get federal funds to more people that are vaccinated or whatever the case might be. I myself work in the facilities. Um, and, um, you know, during this throughout, throughout this whole situation, we worked. We didn't bitch about it. We didn't moan about it. We did all we had to do. Um, and uh, we didn't get hazard pay for it. We didn't also argue about that. We continued working. Now he wants to mandate a vaccine that we're more than 50 percent of the jellies that I like to say that number uh, is again. Um, the numbers that people are providing me with ask me, oh, is this true? Is this true? Well, I will say this. There are civilians that work in the facility, uh, teachers, nurses, et cetera, right. um, and uh, please forgive me, healthcare workers, uh, because they respond to a different place, not the state of New Jersey. They answer to Rutgers University. Um, they have to be vaccinated. So I believe that the high number that he's talking about comes from those people. Okay, um, but personally, I okay. dealt through this. I went through this. There was I had to perform CPR on an inmate um, during this situation during this time, uh, not mouth to mouth, but chest impressions. Right. And I had no issues doing it. So and now he wants us to be vaccinated. What is the end result? What is his goal? What is what is his main purpose for this? Just to show his, his dominance over the state? This is what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's no end game. It's a power trip. It's nothing more than a power trip. And that's what drives me crazy. It must drive you even more crazy. Uh-huh. Well, I, I really do believe, and this is just my own theory, that he's trying to get more people vaccinated within the state, which in return will probably get federal funds. Uh, I believe that his powers to do this are up now, and I think he's trying to renew them for another few months. Well, you know what? That's a great point because I was going to bring that up. Yeah, because we extended the public health emergency to get the kids masked. Remember, he ex he was supposed to run out and he extended it to March 7th because uh, he wanted to make sure that when the kids take off the masks on Monday, he was going to be an absolute power for that. So now look what he does. He extends one deadline to April 11th and another one till May 11th, giving him two more possible months of public health emergency and absolute power. And, and we, no one actually has the answer to why. We, we have no, it, like you said, it's a power trip, mm -hmm. and I see no other reason to do this. There are officers that are willing to work out, uh, to walk out as we speak. There are, I believe, twelve to 1,500 law enforcement officers in a state corrections facility that are willing to just say the heck with it. I have enough time in. They can't take my pension. There's and no there's no bench. And go home to their families. And they're right. And you guys are willing to sacrifice your careers, your pension. And there's no bench. There's no like uh, guys ready to just step in and do the job that you're doing. None. There's none. A lot of people 
Um, you know, they look like, like you said, you look, some people look at us, oh, you're a correctional officer. We deal with most people don't want to deal with on a daily basis. The things that you do not hear about is what, what the things that go behind, uh, that happen behind the walls. All law enforcement, law enforcement officers being attacked on a daily basis. But you don't hear those that are getting assaulted by those inmates on a daily basis, mm-hmm. whether it's through, with bodily uh, fluid or whatever the case might be, uh, uh, weapons or just regular assault on a daily basis. We don't hear about that. He doesn't hear about this. We go in every day. We do our eight, 16 hours, mandatory overtime. We have no objection doing this. But we, we, we are so tired of not being appreciated by the governor, the person that we are supposed to represent. That's another thing. The mandatory overtime is going to go through the roof if they start firing people. Right. I, and and, and I, I, I can't really elaborate too much on much more than that because obviously there's, you know, the PBA is working on things and um, there's other things in the works. We just hope that, you know, the go- Governor Murphy is listening to this. And, and, and I ask, I, I beg of him, please stop. Stop this. We are willing to go to work on a daily basis. Wear masks. Continue continue to get tested we have no objection to that yeah to, to, to make us do something we don't want not only that if you give us a a, a, a a medical exemption or a religious exemption please accept it it comes from our hearts most of them comes from our hearts or from for, for a belief that we have you have what proven your sincerity yeah you have proven yeah. your sincerity and dedication to this job you shouldn't even have to say that and i thank you thank you for saying it here and for calling me on new jersey 101.5 1-800-283-101.5 look at this will extending the deadline for health care and prison guards to comply with a vaccine mandate work or should we just eliminate the vaccine mandates it is 7 30. now the latest new jersey news and that was a choice they made and now they're trying to take this choice away from them. And, and, and this, per, this squad member before is just, he, he just proved how this vaccination does nothing. It's because a power if he trip. Was so, yes. It's nothing it's, more than a power trip. He believes so much in, in, in being vaxxed. He's protected. Well, again, again, but that, that's not what people believe. You know, okay, you can still transmit the vaccine. Oh, but it's so much worse if you are vaccinated. Okay, well then, why, uh, why did you get the vaccination if you believe you can still get the COVID? I mean, this is what I mean. It works both ways. I got one shot was mm-hmm. because my grandson came home from school and t- and his teacher had told them that if his grandmother doesn't get the shot, that she can die. And he scared him. And it scared the bejesus out of him. So I went and got one shot and then said, I can't, I, I, I'll never do that again. And then I explained it to him. And this is, you know, these are the tactics that they use. You know, they've tried money. They've tried college education. They've tried bribing you. And now they tried threats. And, you know, it, it's become like. prisoners aren't being vaxxed. Well, the prisoners aren't. They don't have to be because they, you know why? Because they've got rights. They've got they rights, choices. but the, guard, the, the people who guard the prisoners, they don't get rights. Okay. And, and they're up, well, now they're willing to say, you know what? Fine. I don't care. I'll put it all at risk. I will walk away. And if they walk away, what's going to happen? This guy believes that if the, if the ambulance workers shut down over the vaccine, they're going to stop him. I don't know about Shame that. on him. Where's oh, his Hippocratic Because coach? people now, it's not, you know, we don't speak for ourselves anymore. We speak for everybody. You know, yeah. we don't we don't we don't want to give our point of view. We give the entire view of our generation, which I think is total BS. 
Cecilia, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Craig is in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> as far away hey, from New Jersey as he could possibly get. What's up, Craig? <laughs> well, I still go back and forth uh, quite frequently. Uh, I just wanted to be brief because I know you get a lot of phone calls in, and I listen to you guys on the app every day just about. And... Um, my son's, I'm going to leave him anonymous in where he's at. He's a corrections officer, has been for quite some time. God bless him. Um, yeah, that's what I say. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, he said a lot of the young colleagues that he has there, um, regardless of, uh, you know, whether they got the vaccine or not, and, you know, that's everybody's right. If you get it, you don't, it's fine. Down here in Florida, Governor DeSantis actually said to anybody that wants to come down in law enforcement, leave your state, they pay you money to get down here and your moving costs. And that's a you can fax check it. It's no, but you know what? I've seen him on the local news. You know, it's he's brilliant. Smart. But think about it. Yeah, yeah, you know why? Because he can pick up veteran corrections officers which is not an easy job to train for, which is not an easy job to find people to do. So New Jersey is so stupid that they would, they would threaten to fire these people, these hardworking, valuable, brave people. They would just turn them loose. So Florida's brilliant. DeSantis fine. Hey, come right down here. Come right down here. We'll set you up, and they will benefit from all the training that they received in New Jersey. Boy, that'll teach us, won't it? Yes, yes. They'll take in share, you know, become a deputy, become a uh -huh. highway patrolman, yeah. uh, you know, local city, corrections, if you wish, you know, yeah. he, whatever branch you want to go in and law enforcement, he's all for it. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, we'll be replaced by Barney Fife. Craig, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Angie! one 1-800-283-101.5. We'll extend you the deadline for the health care and prison guards to comply with the vaccine mandates. Work? Or should we just eliminate the vaccine mandates? 1-800-283-101.5. Well, the cold weather is here. Snow, ice, rain, you name it. You're out shoveling or slip walking to the car. That old injury flare up. You hurt yourself out there? You need to call Trinity Rehab. What are you waiting for? Trinity Rehab can help, and now's the time. Give them a call at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. They have the EPAP machine, which most places don't have. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and gets rid of pain fast. Most patients are better in three five-minute sessions. No prescription needed to get started. Call them at 800-518-0977 or trinity-rehab.com. They're here for you. Isn't it time to start feeling better and have no pain? Call Trinity Rehab. They have locations all around New Jersey. You know that. But now open in Somerset, Short Hills, Wayne, as well as Wall and Wyckoff, too. And in Pennsylvania, locations in Newtown, Doylestown, and Newtown Square. Check out their newest locations in Hackensack and Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Jersey News. Another brought to you by NJ Spine and Wellness. NJ Spine and Wellness is your team of experts in neck and back pain. Visit the orthopedic and back pain management specialist now at NJSW.com or call 877-333-NJSW to learn more about how you can relieve pain and get better faster. Today, NJSW. Steve Trevelis. 
All right, so uh, Governor Murphy's extended the deadline for health care workers to get the vaccine till uh, April 11th and uh, corrections officers to get the vaccine May 11th. Uh, why don't we just eliminate the vaccine mandates? Whoever's decided to get it or not get it has already made that decision. So why don't we respect that decision and let them go on? Also, somebody called earlier saying that uh, EMT workers would walk off the job if uh, there were not mandated vaccinations. Is that true? If you're an EMT worker and there are people on your squad not vaccinated, would you quit over it? 1-800-283-101.5. Just a side question from a caller. Uh, let's get Joe in South Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's up, Steve? You are. My call. Anytime. Uh, um, I just wanted to comment. Uh, that, first off, that EMT, his job is to protect people, and he's willing to uh, bring down the system over the vaccine. That doesn't really go into protecting people. Yeah, it doesn't really uh, jive with it. But also, if he's vaccinated, why does he care? Yeah. How is he being put at risk if he's vaccinated? So how is he being? This is the, this is the hypocrisy, you know, of, of the whole thing. You know, you're telling me that, you know, this vaccine is going to protect me. I should take it. But if you don't get yours, I'm at risk. How does that make sense? Yeah, trust me. I, so I just want to tell you a story about a family member who uh, they raised me and my brother, uh, a single family member raised me and my brother. Right. They worked for a pharmaceutical company in New Jersey, headquarters based in New Jersey for 30 years. And they were just fired because they didn't get the vaccine. Oh, and they man. actually worked uh, on that COVID. Uh, the company's COVID vaccine didn't make it to production, this company. And actually, my family member worked on it and got an award last summer for it. And they were let go this uh, about a month ago. How did he do that? And the worst part about it, they work from home. Oh, my God. That's just ridiculous. Well, you know what? I hope I hope he gets another job fast, and I hope the competition hires him, and uh, they use him to kick their company's ass. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's unbelievable that they, these people, we're more worried about uh, losing our house in the COVID, the COVID uh, virus at this point. Hey, you know what? What we're doing is we're going to be sending corrections officers to Florida because they're saying, hey, come on down. If Jersey fires you, we'll take you. No problem. Set you right up. I just got a call about that earlier. That's the stupidity. I asked my buddy, my one buddy, the corrections officer down here in South Jersey with us, and I asked him, hey, what's the deal with that? He's like, I'm working overtime already as it is. And he's like, if they're going to let 60% of us go, it's going to, it's, he doesn't know what's going to happen. And those guys get beat on. You know, they got to deal with the prisoners, and they got to deal with their own superiors who force them to work overtime day in and day out, and they get no say in it. I don't even know why you'd want to be a corrections officer today. God bless him. Yeah, my one, bu- my one buddy, he wants to serve, and uh, he, he feels that what he's doing is protecting people, and he really is. And uh, he had a deal, and they had they were in the front line. They had to deal with these people during COVID. He was one of the few people that was going into work during COVID at the correction facility down here. Mm-hmm. And he, had a, he was in close contact with all these people. And, and when, uh, when stuff happens in the... And the, he can't. He can't do it from far away. He's he's got to. No, he's got to be hands on. Somebody. And what happens when he leaves? You think they're going to bring in the replacement? You think they're going to bring in the trainee? Barney Fife's going to go in there? Come on. Yeah, that, that you can see now. You, the funny thing, you see all the advertisements for corrections officers. Of course. Of New Jersey, and they know that uh, these these people that haven't got it already aren't going to get it yet. So they're they're, they're willing to put people's lives at risk, uh, the public, and over a vaccine that. And you know what, Joe? Uh, Not only the public. Other corrections officers. Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jim's in Hazlitt on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. 
Hey, Steve, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? So, uh, not bad. So that, that last call, I just kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but was saying that how the EMTs would walk off the job if they weren't. First of all, I do believe that's illegal for them, even if they're volunteer or not. Right. If you're volunteer, then you should not be volunteering if you are going to neglect the aid of other people. Exactly. I'm in law enforcement, and I know that we're not mandated as of right now. Right. But if they do mandate anyone, I can't walk off the job because then I could be held liable. But I still will not get the uh, the vaccine. You could quit, but you can't do it in I, the, during the job. A hundred percent. Yeah, that may be what that may be what he's trying to say. He's just trying to be more dramatic about it. But still, you know, yeah, hopefully, because six, 60 people on a volunteer, if, if he was volunteer, mm-hmm. 60 people, that's that's a big volunteer place where he wants. What do you say? Twenty five others. Well, he's got eighty five and he's got sixty. He wanted the other twenty five to get vaccinated or the sixty would walk away. I can't believe they'd be that organized. I don't believe the story. I can't believe they'd be that organized. I don't believe the story either. I think I I do believe he's uh, full of malarkey as. Yes, he's he's, he's full of vaccines, let's say. Let's say that. (laughs) Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Left to rich, don't go anywhere. We're taking this into the next hour. Jersey Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember to talk to me, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, hanging out with you till 11 o'clock tonight, talking all things Jersey. Jersey's opening lines comes up at uh, 10 o'clock tonight. We give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 when the music comes out to play. And if you get it right, we're going to give you tickets to it. it was 50 years ago today at the Hard Rock Saturday night. An incredible Beatles show as a tribute to Rubber Soul and Revolver is paid by Christopher Cross, uh, Joey Mullen from Badfinger, Todd Rundgren, uh, Jason Sheff, former lead singer of Chicago, uh, Denny Lane, and they all do some of their songs, and then they do uh, Rubber Soul and Revolver. It is, it is a, a sound to behold, and you could be hearing it. Uh, on a Saturday night, all you got to do is win Jersey's opening lines. Now, special guests on Jersey's opening lines. Uh, we got State Trooper Joe Etri coming in and Al Picker, who runs a body shop in Point Pleasant and helps the officers a lot with vehicle identification. It's going to be a great time at 10 o'clock. Paul Schaefer at 9. You know him from David Letterman. Uh, he's going to be on, so stick around. We're talking about right now the idea of extending the deadline for healthcare workers till April 11th, uh, Department of Correction guards till uh, May 11th to comply with the vaccine mandates. They were supposed to uh, get the shot or lose their jobs, but now the deadlines have been extended. The mandate has been extended. So I say we just eliminate the mandate. Anyone who's decided about their getting the vaccine has already made that decision. The deadline is not going to make a difference. All you're doing is prolonging the inevitable. And Murphy, who drew a line in the sand, is realizing that that line may actually be crossed. So he steps back and draws another line in the sand. And why a month apart? 
you know, we extended the public health emergency after telling the president, we just have to learn to live with this. Telling Meet the Press, we just have to learn to live with COVID. Then next thing you know, he needs to extend the deadline because instead of taking the masks off the kids in February, he wants to wait till Monday, March 7th, and needed to extend the public health emergency so that it would be done right. I guess, is he going to go personally remove every mask from every face? And now, well, the healthcare workers deadline has been extended until April 11th to get the vaccine or lose their jobs, and the corrections officers until May 11th to get the vaccine or lose their jobs. So is he going to need to keep the public health emergency going for that? 1-800-283-101.5. Here's the thought. Just get rid of it. Eliminate it. If they don't want to get vaccinated, don't force them to do it. And one more thing before I get the left there. Uh, We had an EMT worker call in saying that he uh, was part of 85 EMT workers, 60 of which were vaccinated, 25 of which were not. And the 60 went and said, if the other 25 don't get vaccinated, we're walking off the job. Do you believe that story? And if you are an EMT worker, do you believe that all EMT workers should be vaccinated? Would you walk off the job if they weren't? 1-800-283-101.5. Left there is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, pal? Hey, bro. How are you doing today? All right. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. So, Steve, I'm after what I say, I hope, uh, you know, some of these people in the medical field and, you know, some of the gentlemen that's in the correction facilities, I hope it gives them some courage, you know, be the voice. Form a union. Go down to Trenton. They've got a union. Yeah, but don't do protest. Don't show up to work. What are you going to do? They're well, going to just find someone off the street and do the work? Well, that's the problem. They can't. And what's happening is for all the people they lose, the, the corrections officers, for all the people they lose, uh, those that are left are being forced to work overtime, being forced to work double shifts day after day after day, as stressful as that job is. You know, as stressful as that job is, dealing with prisoners every day, to be forced to forced to double shift is wrong. The ones that are working, the ones that are working overtime, enough is enough to join the group that doesn't want to get vaccinated. Because I'm sure they don't want to get vaccinated, either, like you said. But go down and you know to the point where there's no one working. You see how quick Governor Murphy changes that? It will just eliminate it. Well, you know what? Point, I agree with you. He should change it. But I think it's a game of chicken that's, uh, you know, the... Yeah, who, it's like, who's going to give in first? Well, he already blinked by moving the deadline. So what's he going to do now, move it again? And this time, the reason he moved it was because of the CDC, he says. Uh, all right, so what's going to be the reason he moves it again? He's going to need to move it again. And even the CDC yeah. now suggests eight weeks between the vaccine doses rather than three to four weeks. So I mean, if I was a correction officer, waking up every morning is like this anxiety. Like I would be the voice. I would have the courage. I would grab other guys and go down to Trenton and just protest and not show up to work. If I'm already willing to lose my job, well, what else do I have to lose? At least, at least show that I'm serious that I don't want to get vaccinated. No, Lefter, I get it. But you know what? The fact that you quit your job shows that you're serious. And thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I don't understand what the end game here is with this. For the healthcare workers who were heroes when this all started, right? The healthcare workers were heroes. We couldn't do enough for them. Signs all over the lawn, signs in front of the hospitals, flying planes, look up in the sky, see the plane, that's for you.
No money, but the plane. Look at the plane. See the plane, the plane. That's for you. Now, see the door? See the door, the door, the door. That's for you. Out. Uh, what are you doing? And who replaces these people? You know, where, where are you going to get them? 1-800-283-101.5. With no experience, nj1015.com, Rutgers student nurses hit the front lines for COVID. That's comforting. But at least there's people hitting the front lines. What happens when the corrections officers leave the job? Well, I'll tell you one thing that could happen, as we heard earlier, Governor DeSantis in Florida. Come on down. Florida said, we'd be glad to take these veteran-trained corrections officers who know how to handle it. 1-800-283-101.5. And what are they going to do? Where's the backup plan for the corrections officers? Oh, yeah, they're advertising, trying to find people to work with a life expectancy of 59 years old. Uh, Pam is in Bridgewater on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pam. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You? Well, I'm good. You know, this whole vaccine, non-vaccine, you know, it's got to stop. You know, they called in retired nurses and um, the shortage within the hospitals, nursing homes is absolutely ridiculous. And maybe, you know, some of the governors, the senators that are making all these rules up, maybe they they should sit there for a couple of days. Maybe they should sit into in these facilities and work as a nurse or caretaker and really see what goes on. Once they put, they're they're already shorthanded now. They don't care. Um, this is about well, power. Well, that's the thing, and the power is is that people are losing their loved ones left and right mm-hmm. while they're going out on their little vacations. Last year. I wanted to get a group of people that had a wave to their loved ones because they were locked up and put all the empty chairs right down in front of the governor's house. I mean, it's it's a crime. It wouldn't even phase him. You know, he looks down on you. He doesn't see you as an equal. He look. They look down from the ivory tower. They, you know, you're you're too stupid to know what to do. You need the governor to tell you how to live. That's the way he treats New Jersey. That's the way he treats the legislature. That's the way he treats his own colleagues. I need a public health emergency. I will take care of this. Not you. Well, you don't know what to do. Well, it's not even a matter of knowing at this point because they don't even know what they're sounding. And you know, it's sad to say that you know, in the beginning of all this, people did have a little faith and now at this point you know ignorance is bliss to a certain point you know new jerseyans they're not that stupid yeah and the governor if ignorance is bliss this is one happy governor thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 i got an anonymous call hold on will extending the deadline for the health care and prison guards to comply with the vaccine mandate work or should we just eliminate the vaccine mandate for the healthcare workers and the prison guards? If you are one, let me know. And if you're an EMT, would you really quit your job because another EMT refused to get the vaccine? Here's fast traffic. Weather brought to you by the New Jersey Lottery. New Jersey Lottery encourages you to dream big. Just remember the lottery is a recreational activity and money for daily expenses should never be used to play. Set a limit and stick to it. For more on responsible gambling, visit njlottery.com. Dream big. Play responsibly. Steve Trevelis. All right, first it was a mandate uh, to get 
the COVID vaccine for healthcare workers and uh, corrections officers. And then the deadline came and went. And uh, the governor says, you know what? We're going to extend the deadline. I dated across that line. And then they did. I dated across that line. And now we got two lines. For the healthcare workers, February 11th, I'm sorry, uh, April 11th, and for the uh, corrections officers, May 11th. I'm saying just eliminate the mandate and let these people choose whether or not they want to be vaccinated. Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. I have an anonymous caller in Ocean on New Jersey 101.5. How are you? Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very glad that you're talking about this tonight. Um, I know Bill Spadia talks about it a lot as well. I'm a very, very angry mama bear right now. My son is actually a corrections officer for the state of New Jersey for 17 years. Right. And this last two years has been one of the dedicated ones that's been filling the gaps when, you know, they've been short-staffed. Right. Um, I can tell you on average, um, when I see him, because I don't see him a lot, how'd it go this week, hon? And he's like, ah, ma, I put in 75 or 80 hours of just overtime this week. Wow. Um, and yeah, now he is... making a fortune, though, right? They got to be making a lot of money. Oh, he's, uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, he makes good money. But he's also chosen not to get vaccinated, and it's his choice. Right. And I support him 100% because right. it's actually a long history in our family that we just are not big vaccinators. It should be your choice. But it is. It's personal choice. It, it is, you know, nobody should mandate anybody to have anything injected into their bodies. It's just wrong. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is what really has my heart really hurting, my burning to my is my son has been such a dedicated, dedicated to his position at the state, works his behind off in a very unpleasant job, and now he's going to get his walking papers. Yeah, but you know what? He can walk right to Florida and walk right back into a situation similar to what he's got. Well, you know, you're right. You are. You're right. But you know what? He was here this evening, and he said, you know, Mom, he said, and my son's very... He's got a lot of talents. I mean, he could do anything. He, right. he, he's already been offered jobs. But he said, you know, it's the fact that I've been there 17 years. I'm nine years, six or nine years, or eight or nine years away from retiring. He's 40 years old. Mm-hmm. He will have his 25 years in at 49 years old. Um, and look and at how they treat him for it. And, and that's exactly it. Look at, look at how he's being treated for it. And many of them, many of his coworkers, the same, all because they have made a personal choice to, you know, not be vaccinated, which is very personal. Yeah. And the thing that really makes me angry, too, is the inmates are given the choice to be vaccinated or not. Well, it's their right. And see, see, the thing is, it's not, this is not a question of human rights. You know, you, uh, you have the right to choose whether or not you want to be vaccinated. This is a job mandate. So they're saying you can choose whether or not you want to get the vaccination. You cannot choose if you want to work here without it. And that's true, the problem. True, that, that's it's, the difference. It's wrong. It's, it's just oh, it's it's definitely so wrong. I, I agree. You know, it's, 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 it's bad so, business. So and I just don't understand why, how we've gotten to such a 
sad place. And, you know, I, I just hope at the end of the day, Phil Murphy, I, I don't even know what to say about that man anymore. I've lived in New Jersey my whole entire life. Mm. You know, obviously I'm not a kid. I've got a 40-year-old son. Um, but I've never... And you had him at 12, it. which was really amazing. <laughs> Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But that's the thing, though. You know, they can't force you to get the vaccine. We're not mandated to get the vaccine. But your job can mandate you, and that's what the governor's done with the healthcare workers and the uh, corrections officers. So it's pass or play if you want to get the vaccine. But... It's bad business to risk losing good people over something so minuscule at this point. We have to learn to live with COVID. If you got the vaccine, then you should be protected against COVID. If you got the vaccine, then your chances of uh, serious illness from COVID are greatly reduced. So it shouldn't really matter if anyone else has the vaccine. But yet... We live in a society where it's not enough that we do what we want to do. You have to do what we want you to do. And that's where the problems arise. one 800 1015 This has gone beyond. You know, uh, President Biden on the State of the Union, you know, don't see COVID as political. Just see it as a virus, you know, a pain in the neck virus, whatever he said. Well, they're making it political. This is political. Nothing else. No one's going to be in danger if a prison guard or a Department of Corrections officer doesn't get vaccinated. If the prisoner is not vaccinated and the officer is not vaccinated, well, then the prisoner chose not to get vaccinated, and therefore they're susceptible to whatever. Can they prove that it came from this one guard? No. So what are we doing here? What's the end game? Why? Someone called earlier, is it because you're going to get more federal money? Tell us that. And if that was so, don't you think it'd be out there somewhere? I think this is nothing but power. This is nothing but look at me, look what I can do. And you can mandate it for different people. But now, you know, when you get to prison guards, corrections officers, health care workers, this is like you're getting to the irreplaceable here. You're getting to the point of replacing people or people leaving their jobs where there's nobody ready to step in. So there's no bench, no taxi squad of corrections officers going to walk in, hit the ground running with no problem. They've got to be trained. And that puts other people in the facility at risk. While the veterans who knew what they were doing are now out the door and to add insult to injury, could be going to Florida. And the new guys are coming in, trying to learn on the job, while the guys remaining on the job are now being forced to work double shifts, overtime, whatever. So one 800 I can get you on if you call right now. Tell me your thoughts. Will extending the deadline for the healthcare workers and prison guards comply with the vaccine, to comply with the vaccine mandate work, or should we just eliminate the mandate? 830. 
The latest New Jersey brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan? They can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care. See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-VETERANS. 1-800-283-101.5. All right. First, Governor Murphy uh, mandates the healthcare workers and corrections officers get the COVID vaccine or lose their job. And now the deadline's been extended April 11th for the healthcare workers, May 11th for the uh, corrections officers. Why don't we just get rid of the vaccine mandate and let these people make their own choice about what they want to put in their own body based on the fact that a uh, vaccine is supposed to protect you from getting COVID? So if you come in contact with someone unvaccinated, you are protected. You did get the vaccine. Or why did you waste your time? The stupidity that we're dealing with today in 2022. Andre is in Heightstown under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andre. Hey, what's up? You are. Uh, I like to say that they should get rid of the mandate. Uh, They're working as people uh, tooth and nail. And what happens when they're extremely tired? These seasoned hardened criminals are going to get the upper hand on them. Yeah. And then people are going to have blood on their hands. You know what? What about that? Absolutely right. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. The first person Um, who, you know, because everyone else on the job is now jeopardized because of the new guy who replaced the veteran who kept it under control. uh, You're pinpoint accurate. I believe you're right. Uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. These guys got to get their ass off their, I'm excuse me, got to get their butt off their shoulders and think logically. I like that, butt off the shoulders. That's a good one. Let's go to uh, Ace is in Cranford. Ace is the place. What's up, Ace? Hey, how you doing? You are. Good. I wanted to say, yeah, they, they should just keep pushing it back. They should have made it April 1st, April 4th. April Fool's Day, right? <laughs> a couple of clowns. You get the vaccine in clown suits. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Don't push it back. Just get rid of it. Yep. And what, you know what? Keep pushing back. Infinity. That's when the deadline is infinity. That's the deadline. Nah, it's ridiculous, pal. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. We have Thomas uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Thomas. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm doing fine. I'm a 67-year-old retired man down here in Florida, originally from New Jersey, down there in Thomas River area. Right. I have been waiting on a health care worker to come up to my house for the past couple of years. Right. And I, I have been told every rich reason for whatever as far as, you know, staff shortages, COVID-19, everything. The problem down here in Florida that they're faced with with healthcare workers and any other government worker not being vaccinated is all about the lawsuits. People are so lawsuit hungry that if they should have any contact with a worker that is not vaccinated, the first thing on their mind is the scream lawsuit, which is why these mandates are in place for all our federal workers is that they cover their asses from the lawsuit. Yeah, but Thomas, you got to prove that they got the the virus from that person. You're never going to be able to prove it. Thanks for the call. Right? You can't, you can allege it, you can't prove it. 
1-800-283-101.5. This is, there's, there's no logic to this. But there's no logic to so much of this. And I'm so glad that we're getting out of it now. I'm so glad that we're coming to terms with the fact that COVID is going to be here for the rest of our lives. We're going to deal with coronavirus in some way, shape, or form. There are going to be variants. Each one's going to be less uh, harmful than the last because the virus wants to stay alive. And uh, the vaccines, you know, uh, there'll be more coming. There'll be more variants. You know, there's another one on the way that we've been hearing about now. Are we all supposed to go crazy about that? No. Even even with that, you're still hearing, you know what, we're going to relax it. You know what, uh, we're taking the mask off the kids. We removed the mask in Newark. We removed the mask. It's like that Beach Boys song, you know. Uh, everybody's surfing. Everybody's removing the mask. Philadelphia, New York, unmasked. Jersey schools, Monday. Couldn't do it last month. Why? Because we needed to extend the public health emergency to give uh, Uncle Phil absolute power. Because he doesn't rule unless he has absolute power. And it's going to be odd, I wonder. I think that's why these mandates were spaced out April and May. So that he gets two shots to give himself another 30 days. Because you know what? The guy's been, since the guy's been governor, he spent more time running the state on his own under absolute power, public health emergency, than he has negotiating with the legislature, getting together with the uh, Senate president, the House Speaker, the Assembly Minority Leader, to see how we're going to do this state as a democracy. So now here we are with his mandate of April 11th for the health care workers and May 11th for the uh, Department of Correction officers. And what happens when those dates come up? We're going to lose people? They're going to quit their jobs? Mike's in Manahawkin, a New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's happening? Not much. How are you? Good. So what I don't understand here is that this isn't the miracle vaccine. It's not going to prevent you from getting COVID. No. It's going to allow you to get a lesser, severe version of it. Right. So it, they're painting the picture like if you don't get this vaccine, then you're going to be the killer of everybody if you get it. That's but, what they're doing, trying to scare you into getting it. I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people think that it's a miracle vaccine. Like, once you get the shot, then, you know, you're safe forever. You know what? There are people we've been so conditioned not to think. We don't seek the truth the way we used to. We accept the soundbite. We go on Google, and we ask it a question, and we take the first answer that's given. As, as opposed to, really? Are you sure? You know what I mean? How often do we question? So there's so many sound bites out there, and depending on what TV you watch, depending on what news you watch, that people are easily manipulated. So if they're being sold the bill of goods, they would be easy to buy it. But then you get other people who say, wait a minute, and they dig a little deeper, and then they find out the truth. The problem is the people in power now are the ones with the sound bites. Yeah, I mean, you would think people would do their own research. Well, they do, before they to a point. Yeah, but, the, but see, but the, the problem is, even like, you did your own research, but we're stuck with these idiots that these other idiots voted in. <laughs> so they called to New Jersey 101.5. How the hell did that happen? 
Dennis and Judy. Because everybody 1.5 wants you to get the luck of the Irish. You can instantly win a free $100 gift card to Wegmans Food Market, and their food is delicious. Starting Monday, listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our luck of the Irish secret code word. Enter on our app to win a $100 Wegmans gift card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Edison Nissan on Route 1 in Edison. This St. Patrick's Day, get the luck of the Irish. From New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Chevalis, 1-800-283-101.5. So here's what's going on. Uh, Governor Murphy had mandated that the health care workers and the uh, corrections officers all get vaccinated or lose their jobs. And the deadline came. And the deadline went. And uh, the governor said, well, I got another deadline. So they tried it again. Uh, this time, the healthcare workers have until April 11th, and the uh, correction officers have until May 11th, or they lose their jobs. What's the point? I say let's just uh, take away this mandate, as we're in an endemic right now. This whole thing is going to be over, for all intents and purposes. It's practically over. Monday, the masks come off the kids. Manny's in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Manny. Hey, Steve. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you, pal? Good, good. Thanks. Um, I'd like to say I totally agree with you. We should uh, end this mandate. I'm vaccinated myself, and I've gotten uh, COVID twice, so it's not a miracle uh, no. vaccine. And messing with people's livelihoods, that's just not right. And messing with people's lives. Because for every guy that you let go or girl that you let go, you know, the person replacing them, now has to work with uh, the people who were there. And what if the person, you know, the replacement ends up injured? Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah, that's that, you know, that that's another risk that goes on here. Manny, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, you're at the point where you're endangering the people who are still there. You know, I mean, they, 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 they need to be cheered up because when... When those workers leave, they're going to be left with nothing to make them happy but Anthony and Philly. Yes. Let me tell you something, man. Yes. This thing ain't over. There's another variant coming. Another variant. Uh, It's called the happy variant. Happy variant. The Trevelyse variant is coming. The Trevelyant. The Trevelyant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Trevelyant. Yes. And what it does is it makes you, like, just automatically poop in your pants wherever you're staying. You start pooping. Are you going pooping your pants? Seriously? Is this where you're going? A man as educated as you who could have gone anywhere, the best you came up with something that an eight-year-old, not even a six-year-old would come up with. It's a, it's a family show, isn't it? Uh, really? So, so we're going to what? Sesame Street? <laughs> you can't poop in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking away your music for that. <laughs> no, excuse me. Okay, take this your time. Over, I'll wait. This thing, this thing will be over by April. Um, April 1st. My, variants are coming. April, my birthday is April 10th. It'll be over by then. I don't think any more variants are coming. I think um, we built up the proper immunity to that we don't have to wear these stupid masks anymore i think what we should do is your birthday's april 10th i think everybody should send their mask to anthony as a birthday present right i think we and there's no way he's going to fire those health care it just that was just stupid of course i mean what, what I mean, how about this how about this if you did that if one guy god forbid somebody dies 
You could turn around and sue the hospital because they fired the person that was keeping my relative yeah. alive. Yeah. And it'd be an interesting case. Or if yeah. somebody, you know, somebody in prison dies. They died because this guy is no longer there and he kept everything in check. They they were opening yeah. up a can of worms. They didn't want to get anywhere near. Yeah. Hey, you like Paul Schaefer? I love Paul Schaefer. He's coming up in about 10 minutes. Stick around. Jersey Radio. It's all right. Nobody get you through the night is 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Uh, what a night. What an incredible night this is. Uh, Paul Schaefer is going to receive the Wharton Lifetime Achievement Award Thursday, next Thursday, at the Westmont Country Club. It's cocktails, it's dinner, and there's going to be silent auctions. Tickets available at the WhartonArtsGala.org. And uh, we have him with us now. What an honor. Paul Schaefer, thank you so much for calling. Hi, Steve. Nice to be with you this evening. You know, if I could talk to 10 people and I had the choice, you would be in the top five. This is incredible. How much fun is it being Paul Schaefer? <laughs> I, I certainly had a lot of fun. I, I can't deny it. And you're way too young to be receiving this award. Well, I think you got to be dead normally to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, how much fun is it being Paul Schaefer? Yes, I know. Well, uh, you know, well, how can I answer that? It, uh, I, I've had the, the time of my life. And, um, I'm, I may be way too young, but I'm, I'm older than uh, the hills. I don't know how I got here, but um, a lot of great stuff happened. And uh, there was support in the school. It was lovely. And they're, they're giving me a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I will... I will humbly accept and do a few numbers. And you have uh, put in one hell of a life. The enthusiasm, every time you see you, no matter who you're playing with, no matter what the situation, you so love what you're doing. And uh, it started on Saturday Night Live. Uh, you know, some great stories from Saturday Night Live. You were very close to Gilda Radner. What can you tell us about Gildner, your memories? Just the sweetest thing. You know, um, 1972, way before... SNL started, started in 75, 1972. She was in Toronto, Canada, right. although she was from Detroit originally, but I think had a, I followed a boyfriend up there. I was there too. I'd just gotten out of college. We both ended up in, in a show together. Godspell, the seventies rock musical Canadian company. And she was just, I don't know. I could go on nicest person. Um, cutest she uh had a one-woman broadway show at the winter garden theater on broadway and she opened with a beautiful uh sentimental song called let's talk dirty to the animal mm -hmm. and boy did she ever uh, nobody could talk dirty uh, as cute as gilderat uh -huh. touch me with my clothes on <laughs> that's right a song that she and i wrote together right from that uh, show, did you see it? I saw I saw her perform the song uh, many times. I remember uh, WNAW playing it a lot. It's a fantastic song, and people forget you backed up Bill Murray on Star Wars. Well, of course, and um, <laughs> you know a highlight. Uh, a number of us used to put those things together with Bill every time he would do them, but he always knew what songs he was going to do. Uh -huh. he, he knew what, what would be funny. 
and what he could do, and it, it just Star Wars. Well, everything it had everything happening for it. I think Carrie Fisher was even the host uh-huh. of that week's show. Right, and uh, John Belushi, you were a blue. You're in the Blues Brothers. How much fun was that? He and I put that band together, together, right. uh, one by one, almost like uh, uh, Danny wrote about it in the, you know, in the movie. One musician at a time, finding him, signing him up. Uh, very intense. The guys had John and Danny both huge at the time from from Saturday Night Live. Everybody wanted to play for them. We could have had anybody, and we really picked. Uh, a great uh, band of uh, R&B and blues musicians. So we really had, uh, you know, quite a legit uh, R&B review going on uh, with John and Danny fronting it, and they did a great job. Steve Cropper, Doug Darber. You then go to Letterman. You go to David Letterman's show, and you brought so much to that table, and together you two revolutionized uh, not only 12.30 in the morning, but all late-night television. You revolutionized TV bands. What was it like working with Dave? How did you two get, how did you two get along, and do you guys still see each other today? Yes, we do. Um very, I, I think, you know, he wants to keep the friendship going. I think it's just terrific. Um, we always got along great, hit it off great. He was so encouraging to me. Uh, he said, you know, if you have anything to say, jump in, even if I'm, even if I have a guest. I couldn't believe he said, yeah. that. you know, he, he really gave me a lot of confidence and work. It was really improvising with him. Every night, and but he is one of the fastest, if not the funniest and fastest guy I've ever run into. You know, so getting to improvise him with him every night was really great. And uh, uh, he gave me—I couldn't do it with anybody else, you know, because of the how supportive he was of me. The so chemistry. I can't say anything more? Yeah, it's the, terrific. Yeah, the chemistry that you two had, and no matter what you said, he could roll off it. Was there ever a time? When you jumped in, and then like in your in your mind, went, oh, should I have done that? You know, is there every time where you jumped well, in yes, and went too absolutely. fast? Absolutely, I, I can't remember an example now, but of course that happened. Um, I don't know what else to say except that he was very, you know, things happen, and he was a perfectionist. But I never felt that, uh, you know, post show. Um, scrutiny because he knew that tomorrow was another day and we were going to be on television trying to make people laugh again together, you know? So we kind of had to get a lot. Yeah. And you were so funny oh, with really it. Did. You, you know, you knew what to say. What you said was just so hip and on target. Just enough sarcasm. Daughter, and I, I mean, basically I had to give him what he needed. Mm-hmm. That was my job. I learned eventually that he needed he needed kind of a constant barrage of of support as he was speaking. He needed a yeah, uh-huh, oh yeah. When was uh-huh? And if I wasn't doing that, he would say, "What? Can you hear me? Can you even hear me?" <laughs> um, and that's the way he would give me notes about my performance right on the air. How about that? And, and uh, never, you know, never come and see me after or anything. Just right on television, Paul. 
Don't play that. <laughs> That's great. You know what? You always knew what to play. You always knew, like, when the guest would come on, you would pick the coolest songs to play as the guest would enter. Was that your choice? Were you? Did you give much thought to that? Well, you know, we. I guess so, yes. And we had a very short rehearsal be- before every show. And when it came to what should we play for a guest, I would just kind of, what do you think? And throw it open to the band. You know, anybody got any ideas? Every, often people would have ideas, and I would just pick the funniest one. Um, that's normally how we did it. And we only had to learn a little bit of it. You know, to, person's only going to take about eight bars to get all over to the, uh, mm-hmm. to the chair and sit down. Uh, but we had a lot of time. Sometimes we would do a joke that was so in that only we would go. <laughs> that's okay, too. You know, that was all right. Talking with Paul Schaefer, a winner of the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Wharton Institute, wrote It's Raining Men. And uh, I got to say, I'm a huge fan of Ronnie Spector. And when Ronnie died, I went to the David Letterman tape and I watched all of your performances with Ronnie. And it was brought me to tears. Uh, your thoughts on Ronnie Spector? I know you loved her. Well, she was, I mean, that voice was so important to me. I would have been 13 years old in 1963 when she sang Be My Baby. And I remember seeing it and hearing it for the first time on when the Ronettes were on American Bandstand, 1 p.m. Saturday afternoon. And then I went skiing afterwards. But, and, and freezing cold up in Canada, you know, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. All I could think about was those Ronettes and those hairstyles, those tight dresses, and the way that song sounded. And it's still, you know, I'm a little bit like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. It's well known that he listens to Be My Baby every day. And I don't blame him. I'm going to start doing that, too. Wow. Uh, Terribly sad to see her go. I was happy enough, fortunate enough, and blessed, really, to make her acquaintance. And we were friends uh, while she was alive. And she was a lovely person, too. You have worked with some of the greats. Was there anyone that ever intimidated you? Was there ever someone, oh, I can't believe I'm working with that person? Um, sure. Um, let's see. I mean, so many of them, you know. As far as intimidated, I don't, I'm not sure. But, you know, uh, really early on when, in the 80s when we came on and when James Brown did the show, one of the first guys to do it, and uh, Sly from Sly and the Family Stone, and Carol King. Those three really have stuck with me, getting to play with those three favorites of mine, you know, uh, way back in then. Wow. Uh, I don't know what your question was, but I hope that has something to do with it. No, that was good. That was very good. (laughs) (laughs) You got to play with Paul McCartney, too. You put together the concert uh, after uh, after 9-11. What was it like working with Paul? Well, you know, I I don't know. uh, I have gotten to play with him uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, That evening, though, that was just a wonderful concert that he had live. And I uh, played behind a lot of other people that were on the bill. He had his own band. He was just starting up his his band that has remained with him since then, right? Actually, but I mean, we, um, I and my band from Letterman, uh, uh, we played behind Mick Jagger um, with Keith on guitar that night. And I remember that uh, it, you know it was all firefighters and 
and cops in the audience, people, first responders and people who had lost families in 9-11 and stuff. Very emotional, almost the first time they got to kind of enjoy themselves since then. And one cop, like, fir- first row was yelling at me as he saw Keith and He was saying, you know, effing Keith, man, it's effing Keith. And I'm saying to myself, and normally he would be busting Keith. Uh-huh. I said to myself, you know, but it was a beautiful night of friendship and everybody, you know, appreciated so many, so many British performers came. Yeah. Who were fantastic. Oh my God. I'll never forget All that. All of them there, you know, to really, I think to support New York and what New Yorkers had been through with that horrible nine 11 attack. And, and they were there to try to bring New York back and, and it it was a wonderful uh, evening. You mean so much to so many people, Paul Schaefer. How are you not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You've got to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, that's nice of you. You know, I I um I was the house band leader for so many years on it, and I had such such a good time playing with so many of my favorites. It is, of course, though a you know it's a recording. Uh, award, uh, the induction into the Rock Hall of Fame, and I, although I didn't make some records, I, none of them were really Hall of Fame worthy. It's uh, raining men? Touch me with my clothes on? I put you in for that. I appreciate that so much. That is so, that is so nice of you to say. What's next for Paul Schaefer? You know, I've started doing um, symphony shows and I hope I get to do I've only done two so far One, I did Kalamazoo uh-huh. Michigan Symphony and then just last uh, two weekends ago um, in Vancouver Canada and I do all pop rock and R&B stuff and Valerie Simpson the great uh, singer and composer of uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough and so many of our favorite is my special guest uh, and I have another one coming up in Long Beach California on March 26th, I think. So that's my latest thing, and I'm I'm just having a wonderful time doing it. I can't thank you enough for doing this. Paul Schaefer, Rewarding Lifetime Achievement Award. You're going to be honored next Thursday night at the Westmont Country Club. And uh, for tickets, you go to WhartonArtsGala.org. Paul, thanks again so much. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for everything. Nice, uh, nice talking to you, and thanks for all the plugs, and uh, maybe I'll see you next uh, next Thursday night. I hope so. Uh, for Warden. See you later, everybody. Got Thanks it. again, Steve. Good night. Got it, Paul. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Here's fast traffic. Katie West still sluggish and happy. 10K payday to local small businesses. Nominate your favorite New Jersey small business to win $10,000 of New Jersey 101.5 advertising plus an NJBIA membership. Enter now on our app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, the NJBIA, the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. Support small business. Give them a 10K payday from New Jersey. 101.5. Around 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Paul Schaefer. You're going to get that up on the website. Uh, he's going to be honored with the uh, Wharton Entertainment Achievement Award, and that's going to be on March the 10th. Coming up at 10, we got Jersey's opening lines. We give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5. When the 
music comes out to play. Uh, the way this works, if you get the opening line right, we are going to hook you up with one incredible show. It was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Uh, this Saturday night, March 5th, it's incredible. I saw the one they did for the White Album, and uh, this one, it's basically Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, Lead singer of Chicago, Jason Sheff, who I had on last year. Uh, founding member of the Moody Blues and Wings, Denny Lane. And Joey Mullen from Badfinger. And what they do, uh, they play songs from Rubber Soul and Revolver. Uh, but they also play, each will do like, when they did it last time, they did the White Album. And each did two of their own songs. Uh, so it was a really great night. And that's going to be at the Hard Rock this Saturday night. You get tickets at hardrockhotelinatlanticcity.com. Or you can get them at the uh, Jersey's opening lines at 10 o'clock. Maybe you get lucky enough to win. All right. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Steve Trevelis. Uh Joey, have a seat over there. We've got a couple of, we got a couple of special guests in the house right now. Uh, we have got... Officer State Trooper uh, Joe Etrie. Hold on. We got Officer Joe Etrie. Joe Etrie, I'm sorry. State Trooper himself representing the New Jersey Homicide Investigators Association. And he's a past president. And uh, we've also got Alan Picker in the studio since 1994. Alan Picker has been helping police solve crimes through vehicle identification. And now all kinds of various police organizations have benefited from his work and he joins us now alan how are you very good you, you got to talk into the microphone now don't, don't don't look at me talk into the mic thank you can you hear me yep. all right you see you know what this is radio so we have like walls between us and we can't see anything and uh joe how you doing i'm doing great steve thanks for having us on oh my pleasure my how about paul schaefer interview man wasn't that cool that was awesome yeah, we were listening great. in the car yeah, how you know what? I've always been a fan of his. He's one of those guys. If I could, uh, if I could pick who I wanted to talk to, like if you could pick like any ten people, he would be in the top five. That's yeah, amazing, great I life. Agree. And uh, we're going to be talking about a benefit that we're going to be doing next week, uh, Friday night, September uh, March eleventh at the uh, Hard Rock uh, Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, and we got that coming up. In the meantime. Uh, Go to nj1015.com. Check out the blogs. We got uh, the stories there as well. We've got the uh, the best mac and cheese in New Jersey. We've got that up there. We've got all pictures of Seaside Heights up there. We've got uh, all kinds of stuff on the Steve Trevelis page. Uh, and again, the number 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. It's 930. Now the latest New Jersey New 3, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Jersey's opening line's coming up at 10. We give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5. When the music comes out to play, Big Joe starts it tomorrow night with the house party. Is Big Joe in tomorrow night, Eric? Big Joe is here tomorrow. Big Joe is here tomorrow night. All right. And uh, all through the weekend, people drive around. I made that up. I don't know if he's here. <laughs> I never looked at this guy. For the sake of this conversation. Yeah, Big Joe's here tomorrow. Big Joe's here tomorrow night. Uh, since 1994, Alan Picker has been helping police solve crimes through vehicle identification. And now, various police organizations are asking for your help 
for Pickett, who's been diagnosed with ALS. He's the owner-operator of All-Time Auto Body in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. He's a recognized expert in vehicle ID, and he's been utilized by law enforcement to identify vehicles used in the most serious of crimes. He joins us now. Alan, how are you? Good. Alan, Thank you. You know, it is, it's, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, of all the people that sat in that chair, you are the coolest, the most important. And uh, you. with you is Joe Etria, state trooper himself, representing the NJHIA, New Jersey Homicide Investigators Association. He's the past president, and he lost his dad 12 years ago to this deadly disease. Joe, how are you? I'm great, Steve. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for being here, Joe. I'm so glad you called me, and we have an event uh, along with Bill Spadia and Mike Marino on a Friday night, March 11th, which is next for, uh, next Friday night. Uh, tell us how this all came to be. Tell us about your relationship, and take me through this. This is an incredible story. Yeah, so um, I've known Al for about 10 years. I met him through a couple of buddies, uh, Tom Weiserak and Rob Shakini, who were mutual friends for both of us. And um, just along the way, you know, uh, we would stop by Al's auto body shop and he would always help out. We always knew he was a humongous law enforcement advocate. He would do, you know, all the towing for the police agencies in Point Pleasant, Bayhead, all, all those types of things. But then along the way, we started using him for his expertise. Oftentimes there'd be cases or something along those lines where, you know, you're looking at a video and you can't tell what kind of car it is. Well, Al can tell. And there's a great story um, involving Al where there was a broken vehicle part left at a scene of a, a, a fatal accident. Right. And he worked nonstop and studied that part. And he actually was just off, you know, off work on his personal time driving up the parkway. And he observed the car. That? He observed the car parked on the side of the road. And Al, you could probably that tell That was a better. lucky one, yeah. And he said he called, he called us and we called through the, uh, the parkway station and, and yeah. uh I was getting towed on the side of the road you solved the crime well i didn't solve it. i just passed the car you passed the car it looked like the car they were looking for so i you know i figured i'd call them and let them know that it's a possibility that it could be it and it turned out it was very lucky that's great yeah al, al does this pro bono and the amount of hours he spends on it you, you know it, it it's a uh, it's amazing work and he's been a friend to us so we're a friend to him. Oh, they're great guys. So what makes you do it pro bono? Like, what, what's your motivation now? Well, uh, I was a, f a foster kid in the state of New York. And uh, when I left foster homes, I was basically homeless for a while. And uh, a bunch of New York State troopers, uh, one in particular, Matt Ventura, befriended me like a brother. And mm -hmm. uh, those guys influenced me greatly and just kept telling me, keep your nose clean, fly straight, and... Everything will work itself out, and it did. So if they, I could give back to them, I'm there. That's, you know, that's fantastic. You, they took you into the brotherhood, right? And you became part of the family. Yes. And you, you remained that way. What got you into your love of cars? Because for you to know the cars that deep, there's got to be a love of cars there. Well, I do auto body. I always had a fascination for, you know, beautiful cars and creating. So I was always good at working with my hands and, uh, I went into auto body, became successful, and, you know, one thing led to another. And tell us about the diagnosis. Uh, how, did it, how did it begin? Uh, I went to my one doctor that I go to, and uh, I have four vertebrae fused in my neck because my, uh, my childhood was, you know, bumpy. So right. um, 
my the doctor was looking down at my hand and I had atrophy on my one hand and uh, it looked like he saw a ghost and uh, he looked at me and said y your hand Alan I said well yeah it's got to be from my neck and he said no that's not from your neck so he said you need to go to a neurologist I went to a neurologist they did EMGs and then the neurologist would start freaking out that there was abnormalities and turns out that I was diagnosed with ALS about two and a half months ago. Oh, man. And Joe, you lost your dad to this. Uh, what was it like for you, you know, finding out? How did, how did you get involved? Yeah, so, so our mutual friends, uh, Rob and Tom, were found out before I did from Al directly. They were probably among the first guys that Al told. Is that right, Al? Yeah. So they reached out to me, and um, they kind of said, you know, you, you have the experience, you're friends with Al. And uh, I took a moment and uh, took a breath because you are opening up some wounds. And he really stepped up, I got to say. Hey, man. Uh, Bless I, you, really. Thank you it's for a, everything. Hey, Al, you don't have to say thank you. It's uh, it's my pleasure. So, um, so after digesting it, I, I took a moment and thought about it, and I said, well, how do I help? And uh, the best way I could think of to help was um, to impart the value of what Al's experience will be. And, and he has the opportunity to teach those around him and his family things that people don't get the chance to ever learn. Um, he, I, I used to say my dad, my dad taught me through osmosis. Um, he never taught a lesson on integrity. My dad was on, honestly probably closer to criminal than cop, but right. he had a sense of integrity and right and wrong uh, that uh, I've never seen since uh, at Paralleled. And um, when, when you were around him, you could just feel that, his sense of right and wrong. It trumped the law. It was, he had, he had a very good moral compass. So um, I think having gone through that with him, I knew um, attitude was going to be everything. And, and, uh, that was our first conversation out afterward. I came yeah. in to the shop and, uh, you know, we, we digested what it is. And, uh, and then we said, um, keep so positive. We, yeah. From move. here, what do we do? Right. You, you keep positive, move forward, uh, preserve and stay warm. That's what you said. Yes. Yep. And, uh, I think that first day you were carrying a garbage bag out of your pickup. And I said, what are you, what are you doing? Give me that. I put it in the car yeah. with you. And then we went inside and we said, we're going to stay warm. We're going to let other people do the work. You um, are going to supervise going forward. And uh, you've been doing all that. And, yeah. you know, um, the beauty of it is, is, you know, you have the mind for it all. So we were just talking about this on the ride here. The, um, it's like uh, my father was the same way, very mechanical. So losing his hands ability w was brutal on him. And uh, the beauty for Al is Al is like the coach. I said, think of it like this. You're like an NFL player mm -hmm. that retires and becomes a coach. You enjoy the game just as much. That's a great way to look at it. Mm, my guys won't let me do anything anyhow. When I go to do something, then run over and do it for me. So that's and But, but you're coaching them. And, yeah. and you're, le you're the leader. So um, And they continue to learn from you. Uh, yeah, I guess, yes. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with uh, what's being done. 283-101.5, Steve Trevelis, Jersey's opening lines. Coming up, 10 o'clock, your chance to win. It was 50 years ago today. All right, meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, we got uh, police uh, state trooper Joe Etri in the studio. Is it Etri? Etri? How do you pronounce it? Etri. Etri. Okay. And we got Alan Picker. And uh, there's going to be a benefit. An awards dinner Friday night, March 11th from 6 to 10 at the Hard Rock down in Atlantic City. And uh, it's a benefit to help uh, the Joan Dancy and Pals, people with ALS Foundation. Al, who's here as well, has been diagnosed with ALS. And uh, Joe, tell us how it all came together. Yeah, so um, the first bit of information I can provide to Al was about that foundation. Joan Dancy and Powell's foundation was phenomenal for my mother and father um, when they um, went through what they went through. And um, the the organization, uh, I spoke with um, the president, Sean McGovern, today, and I basically told him that they, they're angels. Um, Amazing that, that people. They come and help you. Um, and that's that's what their their focus and and Sean will be able to talk about that a little more. Um, but he um, they they come and help directly. They don't raise money for research or anything like that. They help local families um, hands on, and they treat the family. Uh, so it's not just about uh, the person diagnosed. It's about the entire family, and and they just. Uh, they do it out of, out of the goodness of their hearts, and and you know it's a nonprofit and a great organization. And, and part of this, we want to want to bring attention to them, um, and everything Al's battling, and um, you know, and try to try to raise money for this great cause. You've spoken to uh, Al's wife Michelle and the kids in there. Yeah, we were just uh, we were just there yeah. about an hour ago, and uh, got some great pictures. Uh, Al's kids actually uh, made a nice uh, sign. Uh, for me, and um, I did not expect it. It, uh, it. We we stopped at at my office on the way here, and uh, uh, we picked out the spot we're going to hang it in. Nice, so, very nice of them. We've got Linda in Lakewood on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Linda, how are you? I am fine, thank you. It was a very long couple of years. My husband was diagnosed in two thousand, uh, and uh, we lost him this past October. Oh, I'm sorry. And um, there are a couple of things that I didn't know until he was too ill to take advantage of them. And I want to offer advice. There is something called voice banking, which is for the patient to read things out loud and get his voice on tape or in a machine. I don't know how it works, but somebody is an expert in it because we didn't get that. Um, and the other is an eye gaze, which he wouldn't need immediately, but at a point where speaking will become an issue, right. um, he can look at letters, print out words, and or even even sentences that he can bank ahead of time, and they will come out in his voice. Really? How about yeah. that? There's, I'm saying there there are so many things, and the thing he needs to do is to get into an ALS support group, not just his friends. And you know that's what, that. Go ahead. Yeah. What area of New Jersey is he? Point Pleasant. Yeah. Uh, we have the best one here. It's called Joan Dancy. And pals. Funny you should mention that. That's, That's what we're raising that. money for. <laughs> yes. Ah, okay. That I am now on the caregivers um, meeting, which is the third, the the fourth Tuesday of every month. 
Okay, we're doing a benefit we, next Friday. Him. Yeah. At at the Hard Rock. Linda, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Look at that. Look at that. The word is spreading like crazy. Yeah. Yep. They're a great organization, and uh, yeah. it's not surprising that somebody calls in randomly and says they're the best. And and you know what? Yeah. And they say. They, they pull it right out. Like, they already know. All right. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. We got tickets to. It was 50 years ago to get, to get rid of. I've got a Beatles category as well as the 70s and the 80s. Jersey's opening lines is set to begin. Jump on the phones. Weekday mornings. Share your first good trivia. The show that asks, what else do we know about New Jersey comes Jersey's opening lines. The first thing you hear on weekends when the music comes out to play. Ah, isn't that the truth? I can't believe we had Paul Schaefer on last hour. And here we are with the Letterman music again. Oh, it is time Dennis Pardell is leading us off from the Dennis and Judy show. Alright, Jersey's opening lines. I can get you on if you call right now. This would be the time to call. 1-800-283-101.5. We give you the opening line of the song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 when the music comes out the plane. If you get it right, you are going to get a pair of tickets to, it was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. This Saturday, March 5th at 8 p.m., don't miss, it was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles featuring legendary artists, get this, Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, former lead singer of Chicago, Jason Sheff, founding member of the Moody Blues and Wings, Denny Lane, and Joey Mullen from Badfinger. Get tickets now at hardrockatlanticcity.com. These are not going to be that easy to get. And if you call right now, we can get you on. Uh, Joe Etri has got the 80s. Al Picker has got the 70s. You guys are experts. No, I'm, yeah, you guys are experts in the field, right? Now, you, sure. got, you got the 80s, right, Al? I got the 80s. Al's got the 80s. Joe's got the 70s. And uh, we start this off. Boys, this is the way this works. We start this off with a song. My music director, Raymond, he's 86 years old. He water skis during the day. And at night, he sings. To start off, Jersey's opening lines. Raymond from Lackaway, Buonasera. Buonasera, Steve. Buonasera. Uh, your show is fantastic. God bless you. And... Uh, Keep you a long time for it. Ah. And my my blessing with the Croatia people. May God give them all the help they need. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Thank you. All right. What uh, are we singing? Oh, to, 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 tonight? Oh, my Dino Martino. Hey. <laughs> In Napoli, where love is king. When boy meets girl, here's what they sing. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world sees you shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, ding-a-ling-a-ding, ding-a-ling-a-ding, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play, tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a gay darandella. When the stars make you drool, just like pasta fazul, that's amore. When you dance down the street with a crowd at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know 
You're not dreaming, signore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's amore. Hey. Amore, that's amore. Look at that, it's amore. How about that? How about that? Isn't that amazing? That was good. Uh, I'm telling you, Raymond, you still got it. What is your category now? Now, we got a special Beatles category as well. You could have the 70s, the 80s, or the Beatles. Uh, the Beatles. Okay, you ready? I am ready. Here's the opening line. Hey, Jude. I didn't say listen to music all day. I just didn't want to skis all day. <laughs> Joe is in Pittsgrove on New Jersey 101.5, also on the job. How you doing, Joe? How you doing, Steve? I am on the job, actually, tonight, and I would love to go see this show Saturday night. All right. I would like to make something from the 70s, sir, if I may. Something from the 70s. All right. Nice, easy one from the 70s for Joe, who's also on the job. I would like to see the show. All right, Joe, I'm going to try to set you up here. Uh, your love is like a tidal wave spinning over my head. It's like a tidal wave. Uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank here. Hold on. Give me a moment. Um, let me think. Your love is like a tidal wave. The song, you know what? The song is called Tidal Wave. No, no, no. The song is not called Tidal You want a Beatles category, Joe? Yes. All right. I'm going to give you a Beatles category. Here we go. If I fell in love with you. Would you promise to be true? Um, that is called. Uh, uh, oh, my God. I am like in, in La La Land. Joe, what did I say? If I fell in love with you. That's it! I'm really right! Joe won! Oh my God, it was amazing! A Christmas miracle! The things we do for our men in blue. <laughs> there we go. All right, Joe wins. It was 50 years ago today. A tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. This Saturday night. I'm telling you, I've seen this show. This is amazing. Because uh, I saw the White Album. Uh, last time, it was Mickey Dolan's, Todd Rundgren, uh, Joey Mulland, and Jason Sheff. And they all... Are you a Beatles fan? I'm probably closer to an Elvis guy. Really? A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I said, uh, that was more my dad's speed. Yeah. So I kind of grew up in a house that was, if you if you had to pick, you I, we went to the Elvis side. Well, they were tight. They knew each other. I mean, the Beatles met Elvis. Mm -hmm. In fact, they talked about how they felt bad for Elvis. Because they said that, you know, we, had, we went through, the, the, George Harrison, we went through it together. So there were four of us. Because what they went through, no one would ever have gone. The fame, the way it hit them, Elvis had to experience it alone. And it's sad about Elvis because he was exploited by that manager, you know, Tom Parker, 
who totally screwed him over. But uh, but they did meet, and Elvis was a big Beatles fan. Elvis was also you know scared to death of the Beatles. But what was amazing about Elvis and the Beatles was that as big as the Beatles got, when Elvis decided in 1968 he was coming back, he came back strong, and it changed everything. Man, it's amazing. Yeah. Let's go to Andrew in Flemington. What's up, Andrew? Hey, buddy, I just tuned in. I must be in the front row. You are in the front row, Andrew. What's going on? Now, you're going to like this. I think it's original, and it's a joke, and you're the butt of the joke. Okay. Good way. Okay, first off, I could sing for you, but I don't want your eardrums to explode. Okay. So what it basically is, you know how you say it's 50 years ago and 20 years ago, Sergeant Peppers taught the band to play? Right. So it was, I could sing it, but you don't want to hear me sing it. So I got a song lyric for you. Okay. It was, it was 20 years ago today, Steve, the real Steve Trev had records to play. Okay. What's your category, Andrew? State, uh, uh, the state of psychosis. I like that. All right. Do you want 70s, 80s, or Beatles? Oh, wait a second. Is it 70s or 80s? 70s? I got a Beatle category because I'm giving away Beatles show tickets tonight. What is your... You want You want a Beatles or you want 70s or you want 80s? I'll take a, be I'll take a Beatle question, and if I win, let the next winner get it. So you'll right. never run out of tickets. All right. All right. Here we go. I was alone. I took a ride. Oh, snap. What the? You kidding? You were alone and you took a ride. I was alone. I but took a ride. I can't be Amber, uh, man. Uh, I got no clue, man. Thank you so much. I'm a loser. All right, pal. We'll talk next week. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 His deal, I gotta blow these tickets out I wanna give them to you So jump on right now, I can get you on if you call right now 1-800-283-101.5 Jersey's opening lines I give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 When the music comes out to play Get it right, and I hook you up With it was 50 years ago today A tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City this Saturday night, March 5th, so you got to be able to go. Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. 283-101.5, here's the deal, people. I got an open board. I got one caller. So you want to win these Beatle tickets, you got to jump on. Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City this Saturday, March 5th. It's a tribute to the Beatles. Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, Jason Sheff of Chicago. Denny Lane, Denny Lane of the Moody Blues, who goes on to write with Paul and Wings and all that. You can get tickets at thehardrockatlanticcity.com. So if this was the time, if you wanted to go, I'm going to make it my business. Me and uh, Joe and Al are going to make it our business to give you the easiest questions possible. Isn't that right, boys? Yep. Look at you guys lie through your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. No problem at all. <laughs> all right, let's go to uh, Joyce and Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joyce. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? All right. You having a good day? I am. What's the most exciting thing to happen to you today? I woke up. <laughs> you woke up. All right. There we go. Already things were optimistic. <laughs> you remember the old Dean Martin line? 
you know, you people that don't drink, when I wake up, this is as good as I'm going to know. When you wake up, this is as good as you're going to feel all day. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Are you a Beatles fan? I am. Give me the Beatles. What is your favorite Beatles song? Uh, I love all of them. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to give you... Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Got to find just the right one. Tojo was a man who thought he was a loner. Get back. Get back is right. Another winner going out. 1-800-283-101.5. We got Beetle tickets going out. Atlantic City, Hard Rock this weekend. Hard Rock is a beautiful casino, too. That is an amazing place. And we got the benefit next week. That's going to be a fun, a fun time. You been down there? Seen a big guitar? Oh, it's beautiful. Um, we were uh, we were down there a couple of weeks ago. Um, a friend of mine, Sarah Benninghoff, um, is is really an integral part of of this whole benefit. She's the uh, president of the New Jersey Crime Scene Investigators Association, and just um, uh, a fantastic person. Uh, to give you an idea of how great a person, her sister's a nun, right. and Sarah could be that? better. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's the sweetest thing there is. So. Um, she has uh, started this organization a few years ago, and um, she, she created a scholarship uh, to benefit somebody as part of the bylaws of the organization. And so uh, we've worked together a long time. We actually had the same uh, trainer, uh, that, that, uh, our trooper coach. Right. So um, a couple of years ago, we kind of talked and said we should collaborate a little more um, because I had involvement with the New Jersey Homicide Investigators Association. We try to, we try to both organizations try to focus on training, networking, and giving back. And so, we, her and I just shared the same mindset. So, um, we 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 kind of decided uh, with the COVID issues over the last couple of years, it's been super hard to get training together, and the online training is. Nothing, nothing, nothing compared to in person. Right. Everything should be done in person. Oh, so yeah. that's the better way. So when this opportunity came, um, you know, I was craving the ability to jump back in. And um, and just right around that same time, everything happened with Al. And um, we, I said, you know, instead of just an awards night, let, let's turn this thing into something else. And uh, Sarah was super receptive. And then the energy for the event and, and everything around it has, has just skyrocketed. And honestly, we're, we're behind Al. So, Thank um, you. Uh, Al's been behind us. And, and, you know, the things he's done on the side to help guys out in a million different ways. But everything we talked about earlier. But just like a great, great human being and... Like I said, we were just at his house before we came here. Mm -hmm. His family, fantastic kids, fantastic wife. Um, and that's next very, Friday very night. Lucky. Yeah, next yeah. Friday night, March 11th, is the benefit. Go to nj1015.com. We got all the information, uh, how to get tickets, how to donate. Now, Jersey's opening lines, we give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5. When the music comes out to play, there are people, Joe, that actually drive around on weekends listening to Big Joe, writing down the opening lyrics 
for when Thursday night comes. <laughs> and then it. they could listen. Isn't that right, Al? Yeah. Is what they do. They drive around and they get ready. And this is the moment. And if there was ever a Beatle fan on this radio station, I would say it's Gabriel in Belmede. Am I right, Gabriel? How you doing, Gabriel? Can you get off the speakerphone? Yes, I am. I'm talking to you, Steve Trevelisse. I've spoken with you before, and I won before. You did? Well, guess what? You may win again. Did you have a good day today? I love the Beatles, and we want to see them this weekend in Atlantic City. All right. So uh, would you like a Beatle category? Yes, please. I'm going to give you the opening line of the Beatles song, and all you got to do is get it right. And then, you know what's going to happen? What? You're going to go see the show. I hope so. All right, here we go. <laughs> you say goodbye, and I say hello. What is the name of the song? You say goodbye, and I say hello. Hello, hello. What's the name of the song? Hello, hello. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, Gabriel. What's the name of the song? You say goodbye, and I say hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> when you say goodbye, I say hello. Close enough. I want everybody to win this thing. <laughs> it's called Hello, Goodbye. One eight hundred two. You know, I'm figuring I'm serving up like these are going to be real hard. These are going to be real easy. I'm going to blow these tickets out in no time, and I'm practically force feeding the lyrics. I'm force feeding the titles here. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Jersey's opening lines. Get on, and uh, if you choose the Beatles, uh, you could win. You got the seventies. Joe Etri's got the 70s. Al Picker's got the 80s. I got the Beatles. And uh, I'm looking at this list here, and you figure, I can't believe as much time has gone by. But I know every one of these songs by heart. I think we need we need some 80s fans. Right? 80s fans. There That's where the luck is going to hit. We, All right. You got to go to Al. Al's got to be the reader. Go. All right. We need 80s people to call in. 1-800-283-101.5. Now, here's the deal. Right now, we have nobody. So if anybody would call in right now... Probably be a real easy chance to Wide win open. these tickets. Because I'll tell you, some people, they try to make it difficult. They make us, you know, jump up and down and imitate a chicken. We don't do that. I try to find the easiest titles. I will, I will scour the earth, making it as easy as possible for my people to win. Isn't that right, Chad? We hear the no senor so many times. We need to hear the si senor. Exactly. You know, we need the to si senor. Si senor! It's like music to our ears. See, we want to hear. Exactly. And you could actually hear that, right? Once again. This could be you. It is 1030. Now the latest New Jersey news from Point Five. Steve Trevelisse. Jersey's opening lines, 1-800-283-101.5. In the studio with me, New Jersey State Police Trooper, we got Joe Etri, and we got Al Picker, whom uh, you know from all-time auto body in Point Pleasant. Uh, is going to be a benefit. Al recently diagnosed with ALS, and next Friday, March 11th, at the Hard Rock. Now, you can donate. If you want to donate to Al, 
Go over to uh, the Joan Darcy and Pals Foundation. There's a website that you can click. Go to nj1015.com. We've got the story. And... Uh, you can click right through that. And uh, we're doing everything we can to help this man who's got the 80s category here. Thank you. And he's still got a mullet after all these years. <laughs> we call him Al the Mullet Picker. And uh, we're going right now. Uh, by the way, if you get this right, the uh, prize, oh, my God, you're going to get tickets to, it was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City this Saturday, March 5th, 8 p.m. Uh, where do you hear this? It's Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, Jason Sheff, former lead singer of Chicago, and Denny Lane from the Moody Blues, from Wings, Joey Mullen from Badfinger. They each do two of their songs, and they do the Beatles' uh, Rubber Soul and Revolver. D is in Bordentown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, D. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You sure? Yeah. You have a good day today? Uh, yeah. What's the matter? What's the best thing to happen to you today? Don't sound too good. I got off of work. <laughs> you got off of work. All right. What do you do? Uh, you don't know? Work during the day. Not. I they're, they're only going to get tougher the after this day. Costco at night. <laughs> you work. The, what do you do during the day? I'm a state worker during the day. Uh huh. And I work at Costco at night. Because this state is so freaking cheap, you have to work at Costco at night. Yep. Right. <laughs> now, what's your category? Would you like 70s, 80s, or Beatles? Beatles. All right, let's see. From the Beatles, Joan is quizzical, studied by the physical. I was hoping you gave me Maxwell Turner. Um, I did! <laughs> we just won! <laughs> that never happened before. I give her the line. I was hoping you'd give me Maxwell Silverhammer. Oh, wow. That never happened before. Yeah, she nailed it. All right, look at this. You know, you never know how it's going to happen, but it happens. In West Hampton, we have Tim on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tim. Hey, what's going on, guys? You are. How you doing? Living the dream. The dream that is New Jersey. Yeah, that's about right. You know, the state that makes you wake up in a cold sweat. I'm all right with that. All right. So, two years in the Army, so I'm good. Oh, thank you for your service. Oh, don't worry. And thank you for coming back. Most people, they just stay away when they go. <laughs> I, I promised the wife. What is your category now? 70s, 80s, or Beatles? We're going to go with the 80s. 80s? Uh, Al, here we go. Out. We're going Al. I love it. All right. You ready? Let's do it. Tommy used to work on the docks. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Look at this. Nice. Look at this. Al, the doling out winners. That's a great pick, go. Al. Good one. Let's go to uh, Wendy's in Barnegat on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Wendy. Hello. Hello, Wendy. Hi. How are you? I'm great. You are? I can't complain, but it's early yet. Give me an hour. <laughs> did you have a good day today, Wendy? I had a great day. You did? What'd you do? I worked. You but worked. I made a lot. What'd you, you made a lot? What do you do, Wendy? Yeah. I uh, clean houses and I'm a waitress. 
Oh, Wendy, you are you you are my hero. You are like everything a man could want: clean houses and a waitress. This is fantastic. <laughs> All right, and uh, do you cook? I do cook. What's the best thing you make? Uh, I like uh, chicken marsala. We're coming to your house, Wendy. Tell your husband, move over. We're all going to hang on the couch. We're going to eat. We're going to enjoy. What's your? Yeah. Are you a Beatle fan? I am a Beatle fan. All right. What's your category? 70s, 80s, or Beatles? Beatles. All right. From the Beatles. Baby's good to me. You know she's happy as can be. That's a tough one for me. Not ringing a bell. <laughs> no? No. Oh, Wendy, I'm sorry. I'm a loser. That was the Beatles. I'm a loser. <laughs> Robert is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Robert. Hey, Steve. Love you, show. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, Rob. How you doing? Good. Can't complain. Did you have a good day today? Yes. Every day you're working hard in the state and you're surviving in the state of New Jersey. That's a good day. All right. Well, let's make this a good day, Rob. Are you uh, are you on 60s? I'm sorry, 70s, 80s, or Beatles? I, I want to do 80s. 80s, Al. All right, two call him 80s, Al. Hey, Ray, I get up and nothing gets me down. Oh, yeah. Um... Um, that's, um, listen. What was that? No. That's, that's, um, I get up and nothing gets me down. Yeah. Robert? Um. Robert? I'm a loser. Oh. I'm a loser. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Pat is in Gloucester City on New Jersey 101.5. How are you, Pat? I'm good tonight. Hopefully you give me a good Beatles song. Pat, was I serving up Beatles songs all night? Were there, did you Did you miss one? I didn't know that last one. You didn't know the last one? No. I, I know it, but I couldn't figure it out. So you got to keep singing. You got to take it all the way, you know? All right. You can... uh, now, what is your category is Beatles. Here's what I'm going to give you. I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. Oh, God. Bad. I- I'm losing my confidence in humanity. I think... Oh, man, and I know this song. I think I'm going... Oh, take it a ride. Hey, there you go. <laughs> You see, you just got to let it click in. That's what the problem is. 1-800-283-101.5. Jersey's opening lines. You didn't ask for it. Once you get the luck of the Irish, you can instantly win a free $100 gift card to Wegmans Food Market. Starting Monday, listen in 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our luck of the Irish secret code word. Enter on our app to win a $100 Wegmans gift card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Edison Nissan on Route 1 in Edison. This St. Patrick's Day, get the luck of the Irish. From New Jersey, 101.5.
1-800-283-101.5. Joe Etri in the studio, uh, raising money for Al Picker, who's been diagnosed with ALS, and he's got the 80s, and he's over here. You having a good time, Al? Yeah, this we'll is all right. We'll start this whole thing all over again if you're not happy. Joe, you good? Uh, we're having a great time. Joe's got the 70s. Al's got the 80s. I got the Beatles. You are playing for it. was 50 years ago today. A tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City this Saturday at 8 p.m. Let me tell you who's going to be there. Uh, Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, Chicago, uh, Jason Sheffs, lead singer, Chicago, Denny Lane, formerly of Wings and the Moody Blues, Joey Mullen from Badfinger. Any of these guys themselves would be a concert. You get them all together, and we put them in a box, and we go to Sohan in West Windsor on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Sohan. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just uh, got off work. Oh, what do you do? Uh, I was taking a class for work. Uh, I'm a firefighter. You're a firefighter? Yes. Oh, oh good. In West Windsor? Yeah. All right. All. all right. You a Beatle fan? Uh, I'm more of an 80s guy myself, but I do like the Beatles. All right. Would you like the category of the 80s? Because I know a guy. Can I get that song from earlier? What? That song. Can I get that song from earlier? No, but thanks for asking. Uh, we uh, respect you too much to make it that easy for you. Okay. All right. Al, give him a, nice, give him a hot steam and cup of 80s. There you go. She's a good girl, loves her mama. Uh, can you say that again? She's a good girl, loves her mama. Uh, it's just Tom Petty, isn't it? Free falling. Yeah, look at you. All good right. job. Yeah. I knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> These are tough. That's because Elvis is in it, right? Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Pete in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, kiddo? Yeah, not much, man. Doing the, doing the daily chores to keep the missus happy. How, how are you and your guests? Uh, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. This is Pete from Ewing. This is Joe, and this is Al. Hey, thanks, Pete. Hey, Pete. Definitely, man. Thanks for being on. Thanks for joining Steve. It's been a good time so far. All right. That's Thank awesome. Steve's is, I got to say, Steve's a gentleman, man. He's been a great host for, uh, Absolutely. for Al and I. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm sorry. My headphones went out. Could you say that? I'm asking. <laughs> thanks for having us. <laughs> What's your what's your category, my friend? Uh, you, you know what I want, but you know you won't give it to us yet. So I guess. Well, hold on, hold on. I got. Oh, you want nineties? I got Beatles, seventies, or eighties. Like I said, we'll go with eighties. All right, Al. I gotta have a shot of what you got. You don't want that, because um, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> Have a good night, gentlemen. Ah. See, he admits when he doesn't know it. He doesn't try to mess around, just automatically gets it. What are you going to do? I don't have a clue on that one. You don't have a clue on that one? Uh, hold on. Uh, Eric. He's in there busy working. All right, so here's the deal. Now, this uh, this Friday night, I'm sorry, this Saturday night, March 5th, if you want to get tickets yourself at the Hard Rock Hotel, Atlantic City, you go to hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. It was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. An incredible show if you're a Beatles fan. The last time they did it, they did the White Album. This time they're doing Revolver and Rubber Soul. It's Christopher Cross, Todd Rundgren, uh, Jason Sheff, Denny Lane, Joey Mullen. Next Saturday, Friday. 
Friday night. Uh, March 11th is going to be the benefit, and this is where we help Al Picker. And uh, this is going to be an incredible night. And uh, it's going to be uh, the awards dinner as well. And you go on nj1015.com, you check on, the, check on the story about it. We're benefiting Joan Dancy and pals, as well as Al Picker, uh, who's been diagnosed with ALS. And uh, guys, thank you for all you do. Thank you for all you do every day, putting this together, coming in here. And we will do this next Friday night. Uh, we really appreciate it, uh, Steve. It's, it's been fantastic with Thank with you, you Bill Spadia, uh, connecting us. Uh, really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure dealing with you guys. And um, you know, Al um, is is a true gentleman, and I, I hope that really came across uh, tonight. You are. Thank you. You got it. And uh, we'll do it next week. Heading out tonight? This has been the Steve Travelee Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.